0: when I ain't never seen no dog drinking cho tea.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Guerrilla Filmmakers Lounge, episode 2417. Correct. Correct. Okay, good. Uh, I'm Clint, and I'm here with Nick. Hello. And we have our special guest, Jen. Hello. And we'll get to her in just a minute, but first, uh, this is uh, we took a week off, and uh, we were super busy, and in the two weeks since the last show, a lot has happened. Nick, we've had about a million new teams sign up, right, from all over the world, it's absolutely, just
2: shy of a million. Just it's,
1: shy of a million. You now are competing against a million other teams. That's that's a joke, by the way.
2: I mean. Yeah. Well, um, no, but we have continued to get entries from all over the world, which is super cool. Uh, Ireland is officially on board. We've got the Ukraine. We've got Italy. We've got, I mean, just
1: Spain. We had Spain in there. Yeah. We, Ugo- oh, you said Yugoslavia.
2: Yep. A bunch more from Canada coming in. All over the United States. We got a bunch of entries. It's the World Cup. Of filmmaking
1: competitions. That's Absolutely. this is now. Very cool. Yeah. And so, and as a reminder to all you new teams, if anyone out there is listening, um, we do ask that your team or your film at least be subtitled in English so that our judges can understand it. That gives you a better chance of winning if it's not going to be in English to begin with. Yes. They need to comprehend what's going on. We just need to comprehend what's going on. And uh, moving on in other news, awesome developments. Uh, we have partnered with Sanborn Studios, um, and they are a full and television production company based on the Gulf Coast of Florida, and they're do- going to be doing some awesome stuff for us.
2: So the big news is that we are significantly upgrading our prize package. You already had the chance to get $5,000, which was awesome anyway, um, for you know making a short film, which is your passion. But now we're really pleased to announce through our collaboration with Sanborn <clears throat> that we are going to be able to fly The winning filmmaker into Sarasota, Florida, for uh, airfare and uh, accommodations paid weekend getaway. Award ceremony, so they can be here to accept uh, the award uh, when they win the film or for their winning film, and um, you know. So, and you're also while you're here, gonna get a chance to pitch uh film or television idea to our San, our friends at sanborn studio executives
1: it's going to be awesome so if you don't already have an idea for a feature film or a tv show you need to start thinking of one because you're going to have a chance to do lunch with an actual sanborn executive and uh, kick your idea over to them and if they like it who knows so uh, it's pretty awesome stuff you can check out their website at sandbornstudiosllc.com. is mm-hmm. that right we'll put it in the show notes for anyone to take a look at it and uh, they've got some pretty cool stuff up there so that's very very exciting and uh, also we're going to be ha- having our awards ceremony at their private jet hangar I believe that's right. What it is, the private hangar facility at their airport. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Office. We, um, for those of you who are that are new to the GFC, um, every year we do uh, locally. We have to. We do a award ceremony and wrap party, uh, which is great. Uh, so hopefully, anybody from the surrounding areas will be able to attend it. I believe we're going to use stream the whole thing, so everybody will be able to. See we're going to be streaming the party, and um- um, but the cool thing is, is that uh, what we've got going on. At, so now it's going to take place at this awesome giant airplane hangar, and one of our other sponsors that just came on board this week is going to be providing all the entertainment. You want to go oh, that? Oh, Red Bull. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Red Bull is on deck. And they are going to be bringing out some pretty cool stuff for us at the party. We're going to have uh, Red Bull uh, uh, DJ Entertainment. We're going to have uh, Red Bull uh, Drink Mixers and um, the Red Bull Bar is going to be
2: there. And it's going to be awesome. Very cool that they came on board. And, you know, they're do- Red Bull is an awesome company. A lot of people don't realize this beyond just everybody thinks the extreme sports stuff, which they do. And they're great at that. <clears throat> but they're also in the culture now, you know, arts. Big time uh filmmaking uh they've produced films I, there's I think, an
1: arm of their company Red it's i think it's red, red bull media media yeah, yeah yeah and they're actually producing films and and getting them distributed i believe and that's all part they do it there's music stuff they're involved in They have a lot of stuff going absolutely on, on their B-
2: website there's a whole culture section and they're doing like they're doing touring music shows they're uh we just released the uh we put a link on the gfc website if you go into the sponsors section there's a link to their first uh film that they're releasing called Bouncing Cats, which is a really cool uh, documentary documentary check it out uh, you know for anybody listening it's definitely worth looking at. it's very cool.
1: They're a great uh, sponsor partner with us uh, for a variety of reasons, but one of the biggest ones is that when we were looking at this after last year's competition, it, it became obvious that we're asking all you guys to stay up for forty eight straight hours and shoot a movie. Wouldn't it be great to have an energy drink? on hand as a sponsor to uh, to get you powered through. And so Red Bull was great enough to work with us. They've been working with us for months now, and um, they've just been fantastic. And uh, that's just the best way to go. Get jacked out of your mind on Red Bull. Absolutely. Go make an award-winning film, and then walk away with some cash, pitch your movie to an executive, and then start your career.
0: Rest that's what we day. do. That's what so we do we here.
1: Make dreams come true. We make dreams come true. We already have some success stories, GFC success stories. I'm going to start. A, we need to do a little video blog, GFC success stories, and we'll do some really corny music. Uh-huh. And we'll talk about, you know, how we, we kickstart careers. And we just we, it's like uh, it's like Highway to Heaven meets um, American Idol.
3: I'm superimposing, like, fairy godparent outfits, little tutus on That'd right now. Oh, it's awesome. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Thank you, is yeah. so pretty in my head. Thank you.
1: That's awesome. Well, you brought
2: glitter, right? That
1: yeah, totally, totally. She's got I mean, glitter. really,
3: who travels without glitter in their jammy pants?
2: Of course, everyone. That's just... <laughs> I don't.
1: I have a jammy onesie. I have a whole jammy suit with, uh, not, with feet do, pads.
3: Does it have the sock monkey on it?
1: No, it's made out of um, the material they make uh, Snuggies out of. No, it's not. It's awesome. What he, pattern? He really does. It's, uh, I'll have to show it to you. It's like rocket ships, isn't it, or something <laughs> like that? Um, it's like robots and stuff. Awesome. Robots, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. But so you it, you suit up like an astronaut getting ready to just travel to the comfort galaxy.
2: <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> I love this thing. An astronaut traveling to the comfort galaxy. That yeah. should be like their slogan for whoever makes those Pajamas. Oh, like, it's awesome! And then I'll like walk out and check the mail, you it and, be stuff, really, and my you know it'd be really. You know, what would be really funny. Is like you got to do like um uh you got to do a montage of you getting ready, like where you're you're getting ready for bed, and it's like, whoosh, 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 you know, your arms <laughs> in the sleeves, toes going in, whoosh, whoosh, and then the zipper like zip, you know, and then there you are, like you're ready to go kick some ass, but you're really in just. Does it
3: have the butt flap? Because that really it does.
2: Just, does it really? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It does.
3: I don't know that I believe you. I got. I'll show sh-
1: it to you. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. right next to my Dharma jumpsuit from Halloween. Yeah. I have of all course. my jumpsuits next to each other. I just keep all of different, my jumpsuits. All of yeah. my jumpsuits. Well, there's a GFC jumpsuit. We got to have.
2: Absolutely. I mean, we all have.
1: Ghostbusters them. jumpsuit. Oh, um, yeah, Ghostbusters jumpsuit. Speaking of GFC jumpsuit, we got our first test order. Um, this is a test of our uh, 48 GFC official swag
2: absolutely
1: yeah american apparel and uh we're I'm pretty it, happy with them we're evaluating the quality and the turnaround time to get these things printed but we are going to have those available
2: soon i can't say when but yeah probably towards the end of the week i'd like to have the trigger pulled on that one way or the other on the yeah. website so so
1: you guys will be able to order <clears throat> some really
2: cool gfc merch that's cool awesome
1: so Good what's stuff. next on the uh, well what's next I'm, I'm on your list there clint what's next on your <laughs> notes as, I don't want to go
2: out of order. I got reprimanded for
1: that. No,
0: anymore. you just...
1: That, and we're out of I had written all these notes very carefully, and I was trying to get, get my letters, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very meticulous. to keep my handwriting clean. Uh, no, we're going to talk about why Jen's here for a minute. Because okay. you're new. I am new. You're new. Don't and tell anyone. You're here from, can I call it, our sister podcast? Yay! Half Hour Happy Hour.
3: That is, that is very true. Um,
1: Half Hour Happy hours are really unique idea a new concept in podcasting you are combining we kind of did it by accident but they have made it their whole thing it's pairing alcohol with intelligent geek conversation and the fact that
3: this is the first time this has been done or you know close to it is is ridiculous alcohol like beer
1: you do like a beer review right explain like explain to them what exactly the half hour happy hour
3: it is me and and two very dear friends of mine, um, Jer, and I, his name is Justin. You'll hear him referred to as Justin. I call him Funk. His last name is Funk. That's what he should be addressed as forever, but whatever. Um, people still give him two names. So Jer and Funk and I sit down, and we each pick a different beer. We all kind of have pretty different tastes, so it's always interesting to see what comes to the table. We talk about it a little bit, we raise our glasses, and then it's just downhill from there. It's all
1: downhill from there.
3: It's pretty awesome. Um,
1: Do you keep drinking throughout the show? Oh, yeah. So it's not just like, we're going to start and review this one beer each, but you pound
3: them? If you you really really want to get technical, um, we've been meeting at least once a week, but sometimes it only happens once a week because life gets in the way of your personal dreams of drinking and talking for a living. Um, (laughs) It's true. It's very true. Um, So, yeah. But we meet once a week, and we actually try to get as much done as possible, and I'm in the process of getting a beer blog up off the ground. Oh, the beer
1: blog. Can you talk about the beer blog, or is Um, that still top secret?
3: It's not top secret, it just doesn't exist yet. But it will. That makes it it tough to talk about. It will. But you have an idea. I am the pirate queen.
1: The pirate queen.
3: And I sit down with my crew, and we talk about one specific beer. So, you know, the first couple runs, it's, it's the same crew. Um, but we sit down and we have a beer and we all have the same one and we sample it and give our thoughts and opinions. So there's one down before we even start. Right. Then we talk about, you know, kind of organize the show, make your little meticulous notes.
0: You gotta have some notes.
3: There's always one in the group. Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> the hell is that supposed <laughs> to mean? Oh, you know, damn it. I'm getting an iPad next week.
3: <clears throat> so that's, awesome. but they so both guys- have
1: iPads in front of them and they're bitching at me for my little notepad and you guys are tapping away. It's true.
2: I don't even know if you're paying attention, Nick.
3: That's called I think jealousy. You're
1: just, I think you're just I'm
2: multitasking. I'm checking the GFC database as we're going along. And seeing. are you wired in? Are you hardwired in? I'm looking for questions. You know, comments and questions from our call-in. Have you have you have <laughs> you ha- <laughs> hacked into the GFC mainframe? Absolutely. I'm I'm jacking in now. jacking <laughs> in. This is where we need like technical music, and then like a sound of me like typing like.
1: You know what? I I watched Strange Days for the first time the other day. Have you ever seen that movie? I've
2: never seen it. Really? And it's so good. You know, James Cameron wrote that. He
1: wrote it and produced it, and Catherine Bigelow directed it. Absolutely. Which is why it's so much better. And it's got Tom Sizemore's in it, Vincent D'Onofrio's in it, uh, Juliette Lewis. It's awesome. You haven't seen Strange Days? I have
3: not seen. For real? For for real. You just saw it, and you're going to give me shit. Oh.
2: I figured I was the last one. I thought I was, like, the holdout. You know, wow. it is a very cool movie and it's got this kind of futuristic sci-fi vibe going on. But and it was some- made in 1995, which right. is
1: why which reminded me when we were talking about hacking into the mainframe, all those weird hacker movies that came out in the <laughs> mid 90s, remember that?
3: Hackers, dude, is one of my favorites. Hackers. Oh, I Nick- fell le- I, I fell in love with Angel- Angelina in that movie.
1: Oh, I we all- I think everyone did. We all did. I think well, yeah, we all I'm
3: are. a chick though, and I'm also pretty straight, but she was my more. So it's way cooler. So let's talk while. more
1: about that for no, a let's minute. Not. For us, let's just No Nick and I had this whole idea for
2: the uh it was the hackers hackers two. Yeah. We're yeah gonna, absolutely we're gonna pitch this. Hackers two. So they've they're all now grown up, of course. So you've got to introduce a new generation of hackers. Oh, no. No, but hold on. Baby hackers. So like they're like like Angelina Jolie is the executive of like a cybersecurity firm, and they've basically got to all be brought back into action. Matt
1: Lillard's living in a in a airstream trailer out in the desert, <laughs> absolutely, because he's not allowed to have a computer anymore. And like they're all and John Leguizamo is like owns a an, an eccentric uh, like a gay club in San Francisco or something. Like, who knows? They've all moved on. In other words, and so uh, there's this an elite group of Chinese military, or they could be North Koreans. It could be anything. Hackers that are trying to bring down our government and shut us down as a nation, and so we have to reassemble this ragtag group of rough and tumble hackers with a new elite cadre of inexperienced American hackers mm-hmm. to go do battle in cyberspace. It's gonna be awesome. Shit, I should pitch this fucking idea <laughs> yeah, to the studio. Say it. Yeah, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> what like, the
2: fuck? Cut the podcast. <laughs>
3: You guys can see how excited Clint was as he was going through this with the hand motions and everything, which is...
2: I talk with my hands a lot. It's awesome. A ragtag team of <laughs> down-on-their-luck
1: hackers. Down-on-their-luck hackers. No, we go. it's going to be awesome because we can go recruit all the new hackers... And who would they be? I mean, I don't even know who they would be, but it would be fascinating to find out. Your dream
2: cast of new hackers? The dream cast of new hackers. It's uh, like Andy Sandberg. It's like the cast of Saturday Night Live. Well,
1: fucking James Franco's got to be in there because he's in everything, so he's an obvious pick. And then uh, who else? There's only like four people that you could pick. Natalie Portman.
2: Oh, no, no, no. You need the guy from uh, the... The guy from the show Heroes that played the, the time-traveling Asian dude. What's his name? He'd be in there. Hero? Yeah, Hero Nakamoto. Nakamura. But what's, his, the, what's the actor's... actors Nakamura, to,
3: I don't know his name.
2: Yeah, well, anyway, he'd I be in there. He's, I got, get a new, he's to got a new show coming out on the Sci-Fi channel,
3: actually. Does he really?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's I want to get cable.
1: all the, um, the hackers that appeared in movies throughout the 90s, in, no matter what movie it was. I want to get the black guy from Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna get Sam Jackson from Jurassic Park. Well, no, and, and Newman, and, Newman, like, Newman from Jurassic Park. Park. Newman yeah, exactly. from Jurassic Park. There's a, always some dude with like big glasses.
2: Hold on to your butts. <laughs>
1: it's weird the evolution of the hacker in movie, uh, in, in 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 movie land. How how that's evolved over time. Remember Sandra Bullock and remember the net, Sandra Bullock and Dennis Miller. Wow. Remember this? Yes. And the big thing. This is like 1993 or 94. And the whole thing was like she was sitting on the beach with an IBM laptop like typing away, doing whatever the fuck she thought she could be doing in
2: 1994 on a laptop. Which is the most ridiculous idea ever. But one, okay, like they always, laptop commercials are always like, you're going to go outside. Bullshit, because you can't freaking see the screen outside. I don't care what device it is. The iPad's a little bit better. The Kindle kind of is, the Kindle's good, but that's a totally different scenario. You're not going to like use that for like your word processing documents. And what freaking moron brings a laptop to the beach? Like I mean, seriously, it's a several thousand dollar device. Yeah, let's and, get sand in it. That's yeah. what I want. I don't wanna... go
3: to the beach, so I don't have this problem with my devices. Well, but, yeah, but I we're... don't really like the sun much either. So it's it's kind of ideal for me. So I'm looking we, at you like you're you and sure, I were right?
1: genetically engineered to live in a peat bog someplace. It's
3: very
0: true. It's very <laughs> true. <laughs> Not supposed to
2: be. I'm but, sure our
1: friends from the Irish team can can
2: relate. <laughs> well, on the on the on the hacker thing though, for a second, it's interesting because if anybody's into computer hacking and all that stuff, like that's. It we've decided it's some sort of like the media has decided that that's a negative term when actually it's a positive term. Like all it is, it's like you're a tinkerer. And like in the fifth yeah. in the fifties, you would have gotten under the hood of a car and like souped it up. And it's the same mentality. In fact, there's a really good book I can recommend to anybody listening to this called "Hackers and Painters," mm-hmm. and it's written by the guy who invented the Yahoo store. And now he's like a multimillionaire and blah 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 blah. <clears throat> anyway. He uh, had both an art degree and a computer science degree. And the whole book is about how um, he found the relationship between his visual artist friends and his computer friends. They, they approach the world almost exactly the same way. They just use different mediums to do it. You're kind of like creating stuff and tinkering away. And he also did really cool stuff. <clears throat> he talked about how computers should be made more, uh, and this is interesting, especially when we got iPads in front of us, more user-friendly. So one of the things he did, like at the, this was like in the 90s and so like they actually hooked their servers into analog like uh dials, dials. like meters yeah, and stuff so so like the, the idea was like he wanted it so that if the server capacity was running like over a You know, and like if somebody needed to call attention to it, they had a big freaking like steampunk dial in the in the main with like the red on it where it goes into the. Yeah. So like even the receptionist could see like, oh, my God, it's buried the needle. We're in the red. Like someone needs to do something about the server load capacity. It was just a really cool point in the book. Like it doesn't have to be this ridiculous technical data feed that nobody can understand. Like you could basically get it to like, oh, okay, that's simple. I can understand. Red equals bad. Green equals good. Awesome. Buried the needle. first
1: ghostbusters reference of the day
2: yeah
1: we have this game nick and i have this game where we try to work ghostbusters references we'll work lines of dialogue from ghostbusters into daily conversation and whoever can get the most you get points two ways one who can get the most right or two who can get the hardest line to actually make it work in a real conversation to function in so what's
3: a high-ranking one in that category
2: Oh, well, I, well bury I th- the needle is we- that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, tell them about the Twinkie is always a good one, but Lovely. that's a harder one to like really work in. Yeah,
3: to be all like ninja about it. Yeah,
2: yeah so like you, you know, you gotta. I feel so funky. Feels so one. funky. That's kind of easy. That's a yeah. little easier.
1: Um, God, I'm trying to think. It's so hard to do when you're forced to do it, but it just comes to you. That's, Absolutely. Weird. It's, that's how Ghostbusters is it, it, it surrounds it just us, to- it penetrates us, it binds the but, universe together.
2: Absolutely. Something else does that too. I can't Something remember. else does that too.
1: But <laughs> Ghostbusters is one of our top three of all time favorite movies at the GFC. So top But back to, ha- just back to the just back to hackers thing for a let Let's talk about that because that's kind of an interesting you're you're a geek girl, right? You can speak to this from hacker movies sure, and sure, yeah. Right?
3: Sure. Trying to I'm trying to speak get you to in what? here. Speak to what? Like hackers in general?
1: Hackers in movies, how they've been portrayed because like it's all right, the, the earliest one I can think of is what's the one with Matthew Broderick in the uh, 80s where he lets... Would you like to play a game? What are the, oh, War Games. War Games, right? Remember that? <laughs> Shall you guys be share a brain. Game? It's creepy. It goes Matthew Broderick
2: in War Games, <laughs> <laughs> then Ferris Bueller. Kind of. Oh, he's yeah, the cause cool he hacked, hacker. Yeah, because yeah, right. he hacked into the change of the grades, did the whole day off. Yeah, okay. He's he's done it on both ends of the spectrum. That fiction. was a big part of that movie, wasn't it, where he took the day off? He, that was, I think that was a large
1: portion of the film. I yeah. think it was like the whole first act. Yeah. Yeah, I think I recall that. Yeah, yeah,
2: and then you get into which actually, what a boring pitch for a movie. Like, I mean, the movie's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but that must have been a tough sell. So here's the idea: it's a high school kid takes the day off, and we fucking make a movie out of it,
3: huh? (laughs) Like, I I would be (laughs) like, like what? No, that sounds stupid. Ferris Bueller is one of my favorite movies because it's always on when you're homesick. Yeah. It is. It is. It's Whether great. you're legitimately homesick or you're just stuck there because you didn't have a car yet. But it, when I, I stay home from work, it's what I want to see. And it's on TV less and less, which is sad. It is it's interesting. Really
2: you're starting to notice like the Breakfast Club used to be on TV every day. Now it's rarely on. It's like a treat. Now when... it's like
3: Independence Day and you're like, oh, I'm old. Yeah. yeah.
2: Let's kick the tires and light the
3: fire. Awesome. Harry Connick Jr. Welcome to Earth. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's that's one, just should be your favorites. slogan on half hour happy hour for no reason that'll welcome be my to line earth.
3: i'll work that into the next podcast you just need to awesome. work
1: it into every podcast just from there on out welcome, welcome to earth i heard
2: they're finally finally gonna do independence day too yeah i mean well, i know they've been talking about that forever but like yeah, apparently read all about
1: it in this month's issue of shit that should have happened 15
2: years ago magazine <laughs> <laughs> come on it's been a while yeah, men in Black, like four. Men in Black. Okay. That's being shot right now. So, <sighs> Oh, they just cast, um, you know, who plays a young Tommy Lee Jones? Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin. Which looks, he looks more like Ronald Reagan than Tommy Lee Jones. That's <laughs> hey, he looks kind of like him. I could see him being a young Tommy Lee Jones. Because here's the weird thing about Josh Brolin is he always looks younger than he actually is. And Tommy Lee Jones has always looked older than he actually is. So it's a nice little balance. You know, the first
1: movie that I remember uh, Brolin in, remember what, what he was in? Speaking of 80s movies. Oh, he was in Goonies. Goonies. Oh, wow. He was the big brother. Yeah. who was doing the, the with the chest expander springs right, or whatever, right. and he was awesome. like working out. Yeah, that was Josh Brolin.
3: I love the Goonies.
1: Never say die. They're never going to, if they ever
2: reboot that, I just check out from life. I'm going to Pick up and move to the
3: that's, Lost that's Island the and go and
1: hang out it. with
2: a polar bear. I mean, they've been talking about a sequel to that a lot lately, but it, I think it kind of lost momentum. Like it was, they were ready to go because like everyone was on board. Corey Feldman, friggin' Rudy, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> who's you know this, this was right after mm. he came off the of Lord of the Rings. What's his Sean? Uh, S- uh, Sean
3: is it? Aston.
2: Which one? Sean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, he was coming off the Lord of the Rings momentum, so they were like, "Oh, okay, we could really do this." And for, and it was like gonna go and even Richard Donner was like absolutely we're doing it and then like that was a couple years ago and then like nothing Never you went you
3: think our generation would rebel if that should happened
2: hell no I'd be fucking in line in two minutes to well see if it. they made a to sequel see a, to see yeah. a sequel if a they rebooted it we'd yeah, burn no, no.
1: shit to the ground I don't want to reboot who plays Data
3: who's gonna be
2: Taka Jones <laughs> was that was he the Dr. Jones I believe it's the same kid yeah wow right? Data is the same guy from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark or, or he, Temple he, of Doom right? of course yeah awesome the rumor is he's a teacher at venice high school but i feel like that rumor which is a local high school in our area but the i feel like that rumor probably exists no matter what town you're in they're like <laughs> did you know data is the teacher at like the high school down the street <laughs> and like whatever happened you it's, know who does live in sarasota who's that
1: principal rooney
2: yeah that's true absolutely going back to first bueller J hoff yeah yeah does he
3: really yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely yeah. And uh, well, and Pee Wee Herman has you know he grew up here, so that's that's a whole another '80s person that from Sarasota. We,
3: Wait, way to hit both sides of the spectrum. I, right? I know, right?
1: <laughs> well, if you
2: go, well, they're friends with one another, and if you go, <laughs> oh, that's even
1: worse.
2: That's so bad. Yeah, if you wonder why that's funny, just go go look. That go up. look up Pee Wee Herman in Sarasota, and if you remember the '90s, you'll remember this story, and you'll be like, oh my god, oh so, my god, that was
1: awesome. All right, I have to excuse myself and get another cup of coffee. I'll leave you to to it for 90 seconds.
2: Okay, so Jen, uh, we're going to throw it over to you now and talk about whatever you want to talk about.
3: Uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, you want to do our podcast? And I was like, I'd love to because, you know, it's fun and people are cool and not coffee and talking and awesome. What are we going to talk about? Chirp. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> Chirp. Crickets.
2: So, okay, let's keep on. So we uh, fill up
3: half the time with crickets. Time travel?
2: Let's keep on the well there's not a it was a quiet week for time travel. I'll be honest. Not a lot going on in time travel news. You're well, maybe back. we Clint's should back. Um,
3: you just don't know about it yet. They've got to come back and tell you. Yeah. Well, well Bill, Bill
2: and Ted's Bill and Ted three was the big one. That was That last happened week. the other week. Yeah, we talked about that. China that, banned Time Travel. That was, that the, was the same last week. show. Um, the biggest thing going on in time travel, there is a video on YouTube right now of this guy that has essentially built a machine that he believes can beam particles. Oh, yeah. And this is kind of cool. Um, we'll have to find the actual link on this or maybe... Is that in Switzerland? Yeah, basically his premise goes... I think it is. The premise goes something like this. Essentially, he has a machine that can receive particles and he... The idea would be that you would transmit particles as ones and zeros, so you could basically transmit code. Mm -hmm. And in theory, he's working on it, and he believes that the moment he turns it on, he should start receiving messages from himself in the future. Mm -hmm. Because if it works, in the future, he would already be sending messages back to himself. So we're going to know really quickly whether or not this works or not. Well, another time travel news. Uh, Michio Kaku
1: has just written a new book, Physics of the Future. And he talks about time travel in it. I have yet to read it. But that's my news. That's what I've got.
0: Awesome. I heard him on on real time
1: with the thus concludes this week's time travel in the news segment. But you know what? Time travelers, we're always looking for more time travel news. So if you're out there listening to the show, (laughs) hit us up. Let us know. What's going on with time travel in your neck in the woods? Maybe the Ukraine's got a a secret UFO technology thing that's just like all tucked away, or a bunch of Tesla stuff. Maybe somebody (laughs) have your
3: listeners like black bags. There's a great movie.
1: Well, speaking of international teams, and uh, speaking of international teams, I I can I'm gonna give you the trifecta right now. I can tie them all three together. This is how awesome this is gonna be. Watch this. There's a movie, a Spanish movie, and it was uh, as in Spain, and um, it's called Time Crimes. And it's awesome. Oh, that was a great movie. That was very cool. If you get the chance to to watch this, go look up a movie called Time Crimes, and it's about a guy who sees a murder, and he starts chasing the murderer, and when he goes, the murderer comes after him, he has to hide, and he hides, he goes into this university building, and he winds up hiding inside of a time travel pod. And when he comes out, he's traveled in time, like 15 minutes. It's a really amazing thriller, and it's very clever. It's, In fact, I think this guy, he made it as a short, and it was like a seven or eight minute short, and then um, it got so popular, he got um, picked up to do a feature. And, That's uh, a cool yeah. flick. We should play a clip from it. We should play a clip from it. Let me see if I can find one.
2: Now we're in we're in well, the no start, man's land. Let's talk about New York a little bit, about what the actual event is going to be like. We we haven't touched that at all yet. Oh yeah, the New York kickoff event is going to be great. April 29th, Friday. Um, we announced we, it at the end of last week's podcast, we but did. we've been diligently working on it ever since. So it's going to be pretty cool. Let's yeah. uh, go over some of the stuff we're going to have there.
1: Got some really good news. Um, we're going to have some folks from Vimeo uh, that are going to be joining us at the party. It's going to be at the Bowery Hotel. Uh, Yes, for Uh, for anybody in the
2: New York area that's interested in attending, uh, contact us through the website. We'd love to have uh, members of GFC teams there. We're going to have some GFC alumni. Jason Lakevich, who joined us on our podcast two episodes ago. Yep. Uh, he's going to be up there talking about the GFC.
1: And uh, how he kick-started his career with us. Yeah. And then uh, went on to be a number one MTV music video director. Right.
2: And then we've got a lot of um, pretty cool uh, announcements we're going to make, which we can't go into full detail here, but it should be a good party. Yeah. We're folks have... from Vimeo, folks from Sanborn will be there. Yep. And
1: you'll get to uh, Hobnob and Rub Elbows with them. You'll get to meet us. Some
2: industry talent, industry press, uh, good networking opportunity some for filmmakers. Folks from Current
1: TV are going to be there. As absolutely. Well. Yep. Yeah, we're going to have a it's going to be a great party. We're going to have uh, open bar and dinner for everybody. So uh, give us uh, you know, drop us a line, hit us up with an email if you're going to be in the area. We'll see if we can score some. tickets. Yeah, seats tickets are limited. So we
2: do need you to RSVP it through the website. But beyond that, we can accommodate you. So yeah. and looking then forward
1: uh, and if you can't make it to the to the kickoff party, I'm sure we'll be doing an after party somewhere. I have Absolutely. no idea where but just watch the news. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just follow the helicopters. That's where we'll be. That's where we'll be. The real joke is we'll all get really tired about 11 o'clock cuz we're old like and we'll just bed. be like, oh, "All right." we'll
3: come home and put on our rocket ship snuggie and
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to like time to call it a bed. night. Uh, just, just call it a night. And then we'll roll out
2: of bed about
1: 10:30 <laughs> in the morning on uh on Saturday and uh just go get like brunch. Absolutely. You know, and and then, locks and bagels and locks <laughs> bagels and, mm-hmm. then, and then read, you know, just catch up on the times, see what's going on, you know? Absolutely. Over morning brunch. Morning brunch. Time and travel
3: then, news over morning brunch. Absolutely. And
1: then a nap.
2: <laughs> New York. I love this town. <laughs> nice ah. Ghostbusters reference. Excellent. See, that's two. Are you getting it, Jen? I'm you totally see how, get,
3: no, I'm picking them up. I just, I'm, I, I'm ha- I having trouble working it in.
2: There you go. That's a quote from
1: something <laughs> Keep a straight
3: else. face. Keep a straight face. <clears throat> so, anyway,
2: so you ever Awkward. been to New York, Jen?
3: Uh, I was in New York for business once. I got a day to walk around the city. Oh, so that's in, hard. It's such of, a huge
2: city. It's like.
3: But instead of going to, like, all the touristy stuff, I did go to the Empire State Building so that was pretty cool. Um, but instead of doing all the touristy stuff, I was like, I'm going to start in, like, Times Square and just walk. So I walked to, like. Through Greenwich Village and Soho. And I
1: keep just- thinking like one day I'm gonna do this like hike, like we're gonna just stroll through like Chinatown and find the little shop where you can buy a Mogwai. I like, really think it's gonna happen one day. You're gonna go in. Whatever that
0: song the old that the Mogwai sings guy. is. Remember that?
2: And the mogwai just, it's just a gizmo playing his little flute.
0: Like, And mm-hmm. I don't even
2: wanna buy the Mogwai, I just want him to be like, you are
0: not ready. <laughs> That's well, you're not.
1: you're not. You're not right for a mogwai.
2: No, I've got a... You've got a freaking pug. i got a pug. That's that's all the mogwai I need. <laughs> Thank God those don't multiply. I mean, can you imagine, like, pugs? They're, they're like, totally like they are, but they're also, like, mogwai. So, like, it's... That'd be awesome. Like, if it... See, I have this theory that human beings... We need predators, again. Like, <laughs> like okay, so Jurassic Park, they bring back dinosaurs. I wish that had actually happened because I just think life would be a lot more entertaining if life was still like, like it is now but let's just say you have a family picnic and you're all just sitting there and it's a lovely summer afternoon and all of a sudden you hear like a rustle, like, you're like, what's that? And then like right over the hill, you get like, and at that point, a Tyrannosaurus Rex and a pack of Velociraptors start Chasing you down and all of a sudden the, pe- the whole picnic goes into mass hysteria and you're like, oh my God, we got to run. You lose Aunt Sally. Just occasionally members of your family get eaten by dinosaurs. But life would be way more interesting. That would totally take care of the obesity epidemic in this country. I agree. You know, We would be f- some fit motherfuckers.
1: Cardiovascular. And- and unless
3: you could afford to live in walled cities, which would totally come back.
2: Oh, that's true. Gated that's communities. They'd be like you know, golf communities. Do you think
1: that's what the zombie, like the fascination with zombies is all about is that people secretly dream that there was like a challenge left that was like,
3: Oh, do you really want to know my theory on with? zombies? Cause
1: yeah, there's a, we're, we're over the zombie thing is kind of overplayed right now.
3: It's totally overplayed, but I think that it's a reflection of our society reaching out to, to create a scenario where community is required again.
2: Yeah. Where you it's, actually have to work together. Oh, that's, very i, I deep, read this Jen.
3: I read this article um about this guy who was like we work more hours <clears> to make more money to build bigger houses that keep us away from the community
0: yeah right and Absolutely. like
3: how the bigger house is a reflection of like you have a nice dining room which represents a, a, a formal restaurant and a breakfast nook which re- represents a cafe and yeah. bedrooms of towns in and of themselves so we're making like these castles walling ourselves in and and in zombie apocalypse and other such apocalyptic, which is a really big mythos right now, mm-hmm. it's, it's us reaching out to a scenario that would require us to be more earthy, simple, social.
1: Well, it is interesting well, uh, that you see most zombie stuff comes out of the States. Most oh, of yeah. it. Not all yeah. of it.
2: And, 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 and the UK. Dead Snow was obviously our friends in Norway who have a new movie coming out. But oh, yeah. We'll talk about Troll Hunter. No, Norwegian Ninja. Oh, Norwegian
1: Ninja. Well, that's right, yeah. Go look those up, by the way, if you're listening. Norwegian Ninja and troll hunter, But that's a a great, I've never even thought about it like that. Well, you know. Something in the zeitgeist.
2: Well, I also think there's this sort of, to go to, and I think that's a huge point, what you were saying, that's awesome. I think, though, also, you kind of want something to, to go back to what you were saying originally, you kind of want something to measure yourself against. Like, Steve and I always play this game, and Steve can't, Steve's not joining us, This week, But uh, we always play this game, like, how would you survive the zombie apocalypse? And it's, you have to think out your strategy. And we've gotten really, really, like, intricate with what you would actually do. But there are two...
3: I want to buy you guys drinks and hear this thorough plan, but continue.
2: Depending on... It totally depends on what type of zombies you're dealing with. Because are we talking slow zombies or fast zombies? Totally different survival scenarios. Because if these are 28 days later, 28 weeks later, fast zombies... Totally more difficult. But if it's an just a uh endless onslaught wave of slow zombies, you could have a lot more time to strategize and potentially survive. So. What if it's a mix? Well, you know. You haven't thought about that, have you?
3: They grow to be super zombies, they evolve. Well,
2: I mean, that's when like the you know, now they're getting smart in the movies and you're just like, Come on, that it's was not a- zombies anymore. Now it's just super villains. It was just that was my whole
1: gripe with um um Walking Dead, was that um as an episodic tv series where do you go with that i mean at some point it's like it becomes mundane it's not exciting anymore like you walk down the street you know how to deal with zombies you know where they are eventually there's only so many so every time you kill one there's no more i mean it's not like
3: but walking dead's whole gimmick like have you ever read the comics no i'm not i'm not it's not a series i followed with any religiousness um is that a word Can yeah make sure word why not sure. The series is about the survivors. It's a story about the survivors. The zombies are just the setting in which it occurs. And I think the TV show missed a little bit of that because we had to make it, ooh, our zombies are awesome, which, yeah. I, again, is... At some well, point, though, it was it cool. Just kinda, I mean, like,
2: it did kind of like the last episode... Well, I mean, they're going to do season two and all that, but the last episode I thought was really underwhelming because it is a show about zombies, and you didn't see a zombie... I mean, like, the whole finale was like... Just people sitting around. Well, but that's
1: my point is that I know, it's a, zombies I know. It's as a bad be, guy,
2: as a boogeyman, zombies just get
1: old sauce. really fast. They're not smart. They only have one trick up their sleeve. Like you understand what they're going to do after about the third day and you can pretty much formulate the rest of your life around living with zombies and dealing with a zombie. Well, threat. that's why
2: going back to my earlier point, I prefer to imagine a scenario, in which it's dinosaurs because you've got fast moving ones, slow moving ones, and they're way less predictable. That's true. That's true. Or just the, the predator. Ooh yes!
3: Did you guys see the last one?
1: Yeah, Predators. Uh, Adrian Broding, predators. The
3: yes. Yeah, it was. Good. I liked it. it was really? a good oh, you hated it? I didn't hate it, but I was like, it's just another one of the things from our childhood that Predator scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, and now I'm watching like Adrian Brody be like a badass.
1: Adrian
2: Brody's
3: not good. <laughs> no,
2: he's not. He couldn't carry that movie.
3: No, well, sorry. He's you know, not, though, I thought he, he, I thought he was food. good.
2: I thought he was good in it. I, it is weird him being the he's badass. He's adequate. But that's a Robert Rodriguez movie, and it was pretty cool. I mean, he didn't direct it, but he. would Let's be honest. I think Robert Rodriguez
1: movies. to be fair and and we I mean I love Robert Rodriguez but I also think like Kevin Smith who I also love he has fallen in love with the legend of Robert Rodriguez and now believes that he is so awesome that he can just do anything and it should just be great. And there are a legion of fans who will agree with that. I do not feel that way. I think that Predators was it was adequate. I mean it was okay. It was it, you know there wasn't anything in particularly... Well, the thing the, that made the, Predator the, awesome was Arnold and Carl Weathers the, and Jesse Ventura. Those three guys had enough
2: personality to like choke a rhinoceros. The, I mean, it was awesome. The biggest problem with Predators, I think, is the, the general plot idea was cool. You put the people on the Predator planet. Neat idea. The problem is, is they essentially just remade the first movie. You then kind of know what's going to happen. If you saw the original Predator... There was like no suspense. Like you just, it was almost a scene for scene sort of weird remake. And then Lawrence Fishburne's character just goes nuts, like all of a sudden. And that's like, there's like no transition period. Like they that, find you him. You could have cut that entire bit out
1: and yep. it would have been unneeded fine. Unneeded
3: completely.
2: Totally unneeded. And yeah. what's the
1: whole point of going to another planet if it's basically just the jungle again? It's like, well, then it's not even different than Earth. It's like, oh, we're on another planet now. Well looks but there a were lot pre- like but there were it's like in movies dogs. when they're like we went to another planet. Well, it looks a lot like Southern California. Well, it is another planet a- though. A lot of planets look like this. That was the thing with Firefly and Serenity. In Every- oh. Star Trek, everything looks like Southern California.
3: You can't bash. You can't bash the enemy.
1: I'm not bashing it. I'm just oh saying, my God, like that it made
3: my my soul hurt a little bit.
1: But if you're gonna say we went to another planet, no, no I got gotcha. you. got to give it something to make There's it. There's always like
3: that planet. shot where they stand on the cliff and see eight moons in the sky. I so know. you know it's just they're like, on another
1: planet. Absolutely, that That's, is such a gimmick, though. It's <laughs> of so. Of course it is. Can't we come up with anything else? This is my problem with fucking filmmakers. Like no one ever sits down and goes, I look. I wish we could just find a filmmaker who would just sit down and go, what are the stupid things that everyone else has already done a million times and let's not do those? And make a list. There should be a website where this shit is spelled out, where we can ban things. Moviecliches.com. Moviecliches.com. Buy that. Go <laughs> register that right now. Hack into the mainframe. Nick's hacking into the mainframe.
3: For, for future GFC contests, you guys cannot give them a line, but give them a cliche that they have to work in.
1: Oh god! About list. Shit, we might even do that this time. We still have time. <laughs> we gotta throw curves at people. We're throwing curves at people.
3: You get the website up. You list them all. Number them all, and then just hand people a number.
2: What are the other cliches? Let's let's think of a, a couple more
3: real well, quick.
2: A, there actually is a moviecliches.com, and it's a cliches list. Let's take a look.
3: Awesome. Um, but the
1: the double double suns or double moons or any anything more than one of each
2: big cliche. Absolutely. Oh, it's weirdly alphabetical. Like aliens, there's a topic on a- anything having to do with aliens. Is there if there's more than one or two of an alien race, they are always roughly the same size as humans. Interesting. Aliens usually speak English and have the same planet. All members of alien species always wear the same clothing. That is kind of odd. That does seem to happen in movies. Like why would That's they? Just- star-
1: Those are Star Trek ones, big time. Those are big Star Trek things. Well the, big, the you know what the best one is the best list is um it's overlord have you seen this the overlord thing just g- google overlord list and see if you can get it to come up and just read the top 10 they're hilarious and and this list is old this has been around for like 12 years i think it's eviloverlord.com there's a whole
2: section on asteroids on this website and they so like ast- so asteroids Typically, asteroids travel through space making a noise like a powerful but subdued engine, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a asteroids hum. are always like, oh, oh, top 100 oh. things
1: I'd do if I ever became an evil overlord. Jen, you want to just read some of those? They're awesome.
3: Um. Okay, sure. Random ones that I haven't had time to review.
1: No, this answer. is great because you're fresh. This is good. You're going to come at it from the fresh perspective.
3: I will not gloat over my enemy's predicament before killing them.
1: Yep. Total cliche.
3: Uh, I will never utter the sentence, but before I kill you, there's just one thing I want to know. Uh, random ones. No matter how tempted I am with the prospect of unlimited power, I will not consume any energy field bigger than my head.
2: Probably a good, always a good rule of thumb. That's just a good, I, I live by it. It's a life lesson. I live by it.
3: My pet monster will be kept in a secure cage from which it cannot escape and into which I cannot accidentally stumble.
1: (laughs) This one's awesome. One of my favorite ones. Number five, the artifact, which is the source of my power, will not be kept on the mountain of despair beyond the river of fire guarded by the dragons of eternity. It will be in my safe deposit box. The same applies to the object, which is my one weakness.
3: Once my power is secure, I will destroy all those pesky time travel devices. (laughs) Yes! (laughs)
1: This is simple shit. Yeah, that's true. There's Um, nothing complicated about this. My noble half-brother, whose throne I usurped, will be killed, not kept anonymously imprisoned in a forgotten cell of my dungeon. Um,
3: I will treat any beast which I control through magic or technology with respect or kindness. Thus, if the control is ever broken, it will not immediately come after me for revenge.
1: I will not include a self-destruct mechanism unless absolutely necessary. If it is necessary, it will, be an, uh, it will not be a large red button labeled danger, do not push. The big red button marked do not push will instead trigger a spray of bullets on anyone stupid enough to disregard it. Similarly, the on-off switch will not be clearly labeled as such.
3: I will never build a sentient computer smarter than I am.
2: Awesome. Actually, speaking of sentient computers smarter than we are, uh, did you see in robotics news... They're right now working on um, introducing empathy into uh, AI technology. No. Yeah, the, the idea is artificial I, intelligence, right, is being worked on pretty heavily right now. And what they're trying to do, though, is basically like to maybe curb the rise of our inevitable robotic master overlords. They're trying to make them actually be empathetic towards human beings <laughs> so that they... Is
3: that, what, that one of the rules?
2: the The rules of robotic laws, yeah. Everybody actually says those rules are not really rules, though. That was just like you can,
3: dude. It was. was I know, Isaac. I
2: I know. I'm just saying. But apparently, they're not really
3: rules. Apparently,
2: no one really cares about those rules in AI technology. They're just moving at a breakneck pace to build robots that are smarter than us. It's gonna be more like Terminator. What I'm telling you, inevitable robot zombie. Dinosaur Uprising. With time travel. With time travel.
3: Which, which do you know? I'm still plan? reading
1: the list. These are good. <laughs> These are good. I'm going to work this into my life. I will make sure I have a clear understanding of who is responsible for what in my organization. For example, if my general screws up, I will not draw my weapon, point it at him, and say, and here is the price of failure, and then suddenly turn and kill some random underling.
2: You'll kill the general. You kill the fucking general, obviously. See? Well, Vader had that. I mean, Vader was good about that. He just, like, he... Held people responsible and then promoted the guy right next to him. Like and you could tell no one wanted that job. Like, why like uh I'll just be a regular old stormtrooper, please. This there's is- a there's a million of us and I fly below the radar. No one's really gonna like do you think there were like lazy stormtroopers? Like just ones that were like phoning it in? I mean Oh yeah. I mean clearly the guy that like
1: four two one. Well, he's dead. Let's not <laughs> No, but he phoned it in that soon? day. He would <laughs> too soon. Too, it's too soon. soon. <laughs> He's, did, you hear, did you hear the show where Nick talked about TK-421? And yes. he made a great point. He's like rattling around in the Millennium Falcon. For all we know, they forgot about him, and they were just like, what's that smell? They're there are a lot
3: of random storage bays that you could just lose a There's body a lot. In.
1: Here, number 52, this is the last one, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. But number 52, this one's obvious. If you're ever an evil overlord, you got to apply this. I will hire a team of board-certified architects and surveyors to examine my castle and inform me of any secret passages and abandoned tunnels that I might not know about. Simple. Practical.
3: I will not design my main control room so that every workstation faces away from the door.
2: Probably, yeah. So you can actually see people coming in. Oh, hello, how are you doing? Instead of, yeah, that is true. Like, just basic architectural design. Like, who? but these are things that people do in movies all
1: the time. Everyone should be, this should be required reading when you move to Los Angeles. (laughs) This should be required reading. Then we need to make a handbook for new filmmakers that needs to go out to every film school. We're going to do this. We're actually going to do this. We're going to make a little pocketbook. You can carry with you or an app. I think it's going to be an app.
3: Did you see number number 100? Mm-mm. The last one is finally to keep my subjects permanently locked in a mindless trance. I will provide each of them with free unlimited Internet access. Oh, that's and awesome. That's a- burn. Like <laughs> You get to 100 and you're like pwned.
2: Yeah. Sweet.
3: <laughs> I hate when strangers catch me. Last anyway. Foiled again.
1: Anyway, the, the website, if you ever want to check it out, it's eviloverlord.com, and there's just, there's, there's so many, they're awesome. We couldn't possibly go
2: through them all, but it's, it's really hilarious. Playing this week, opening, and uh, Thor's coming out. Anybody want to see it? Anybody interested in it? Could I, not care less. I, I had, love
3: me some comic book movies. Now,
2: here's the weird thing, though. I, I always, miss. here's, okay, I had this conversation with Steve, who's not here the other day, and I think that Thor is doing something wrong. Because the Seven Eleven cups, they look really cheesy, and I think a lot of the population judges whether or not they're going to see a movie based on the big slurpee cup. cup. Absolutely. Well, they must, right? I mean, think about it. Why would movies bother to put out cups if they didn't think it was going to influence somebody to go to see a movie? Well, the reverse also has to be true. If you put out a bad slurpee cup, Mm. like people are going to be like, that movie looks like shit. Dude. Based on the cup
1: I'll tell you what What worked When we were all kids I don't know if you remember this But when Willow came out Hologram- you got a, The coins You got a glass Yeah oh. Made of glass See in the 80s They gave you dangerous shit And you then got they recalled real- it Because
3: it had like lead in it And stuff
1: I used to drink out of that All the time really It was a glass If you added cold things to it Then the little Spirit right, right? thing would appear it was awesome.
3: They just had a recall with McDonald's. Like they just occasionally do like the throwback glasses. I have mm-hmm. I have a Spock.
1: It was Shrek glasses, the new, right? The Shrek the, the glasses Shrek Shrek ones got recalled. Were, were recalled. Somebody had an entire like collection how, like of Star happened. Trek glasses at it was at the Goodwill down the road over on um over on 17th Street. And it was awesome. And I almost bought them all, but then I was like Lead
2: poisoning, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lead poisoning. <laughs> well, those glasses get recalled all the time, and you've got to wonder like who Stop keep- ordering from that <laughs> fucking vendor. <laughs> yeah, like, how do you like not like all right, Bob. Last time you got us good with those lead glasses. <laughs> could we, could we please,
0: please
2: use the non-lead glasses this time? Okay. And then of course you get them. Ah, lead again, Bob. Like,
1: and he's snickering. He's like, <laughs> yeah, over in the corner. Is there no lead like law in China? Do they not care? Because it seems like they make a lot of stuff with a lot of lead in it. Do they just not care over there? Maybe that's their
3: secret. They're building up a tolerance to Are- lead and iocane powder and.
1: I mean, are they getting mad at us because we're just like the wimps who just keep saying, no, please don't put lead in our stuff. It lowers our IQ. And they're like, hee hee.
3: Exactly. Well, well, like is- it could
1: get any lower. Like the 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 median IQ in this country has got to be pretty low already. I mean, we have the worst public education. Yeah, we we'll see- eat lead by the pound thanks to China. Well, that's
2: the problem though is IQ. We live on
1: McDonald's. IQ
2: just means intelligent quotient. People are capable of being intelligent here. We're just... We've got too many distractions. Well, that's true. That said, though, um, so not to get too political.
3: Yeah, Thor just brought us into... Thor yeah. brought us into this whole Lower geopolitical... Heading, you know. well,
2: Slurpee Cups, basically. Slurpee Cups. I, I do a lot of judging based on Slurpee Cups. I have no interest in Thor. I really don't.
1: I'm just, as a hero, frankly, number one, I'm done with fucking hero movies. This, this shit needs to stop. It's just Hollywood has obviously run out of ideas years and years ago. We've already rebooted The Hulk twice. We're we're doing it with Spider Man. Spider Man again. We're gonna do a new Spider Man now. Cause what? because the other one wasn't young enough it wasn't targeted towards a young enough crowd we
2: already went through this you made a bazillion dollars what was wrong why do you need to read? but
1: that's see and there's the disconnect is because show business is 10% show no, 90% business yeah. and people just don't get that and so guys like me sit around and scratch our heads we're like why do they keep making superheroes cuz fucking people like you Jen keep going and seeing them
3: all right wait you got to call actually, bullshit on some I actually stuff. sat Come down on. you mentioned that we were going to talk about favorite movies and I was like it's going to be like when you get to the CD store and you're like I have no idea what's a buy remember mm. CD stores those used to exist oh yeah so i actually made a list of some of my favorite movies so i, I didn't like forget World. anything and the top section is comic book movies and i bring this up because some of my favorite movies are comic book movies and i am weak and i will what go is see. what
2: is your favorite comic book movie
3: right now 300
2: 300? 300 300 yeah. very cool or <laughs> right, if i had to pick one it that would be
1: the one i would probably have pick. you read the book no, I tried the workout though.
3: You should sit and I down. I failed. With the it was, book?
1: It was a 300 workout.
3: Yeah. Okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I yakked in the sink for like an hour and then I uh, wanted to call 911. It, don't ever
2: do it, it's bad. Okay, so go to the.
3: You have the book, you have the, the graphic novel, and you sit down in front of a old well, book. You sit down and watch the movie and they're literally frames from the movie out of cells from the book. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So, welcome to Zack
1: Snyder's entire fucking career. Because he did the same thing with Watchmen. Hey, here's my
3: storyboard. No. Oh, oh, no, he did not. He changed Watchmen a lot and it was quite controversial. Well, he did change Watchmen a lot, but the... What's your
2: take on Watchmen, Jen? I'd be curious to know. He had to change the ending. You could not do... No, you couldn't
3: do it. And that's why I actually appreciate he took a lot of shit for that and was like I'm just going to rewrite the end of the most popular selling graphic novel of all time.
2: his ending actually was
3: better for the film. Yeah. So better you liked movie. it? Um not as much as the book, of course, but I, I did like it. I do own it. I I buy Have you seen the motion
2: comics? They're really cool. They, yes, I have. I've the motion comics are very cool. They where they've gone back in and mm-hmm. animated the comics. It's yeah. really neat. Anyway, See, I, I have a unique perspective on, on this because I had never read, believe it or not, I'd never read the graphic novel
1: ever until the movie came out. Then I saw the movie first and then read the graphic graphic novel. And then I saw the movie and I was like, this is so original to me. It seems so fresh and clean and well thought out and new because obviously the source material is great. But then I went back and read the graphic novel and I thought, well, the source material is awesome. But the artwork's kind of chintzy. I mean it's dated. Com- the
2: artwork's really com- dated. I mean,
1: cause I grew up on Image Comics and Valiant and Jim Lee and all of the really, really amazing films. Yeah. Tom yeah. McFarlane. yeah. All, all that stuff. I was used to read Spawn and Youngblood and all that stuff. Savage Dragon. Savage Dragon, uh Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Yeah. And, yeah. But I didn't get into comics until right about then. So for me, anything pre-that period was bad. But I thought the movie was great. And I gotta I every time I say that like five people just jump on me and beat the shit out of me.
3: I I actually really liked it. And, really? and reading Watchmen as a kid and then literally seeing that very same imagery that I fell in love with mm-hmm. and when I read it as a kid, it was the art was was good enough then because that was yeah. I was reading my dad's old comics at that time. So yeah.
2: my favorite comic book movie and I think it's just because it captured the time period so well as The Crow. The Crow. See, now The
3: Crow is one of those movies that They're I actually have a couple. It.
2: <sighs> You know who's going to be?
3: I don't want to know. I've Bradley I've, I've, Cooper. No, why did you do that? Really?
1: Sorry. Yeah,
2: yeah. Bradley Cooper's playing the crow. A lot of my That's favorite movie comic news. movies That's are movies.
3: not movies that people knew were comic books. Yeah. Like That's Stardust, right. or even even the Blade movies, V for Vendetta. Well, Blade,
2: mm. people knew that was comic.
3: Not when it first came out. The you know most the problem. Successful... Okay, you
2: want to know the problem with Blade movies is Wesley Snipes' mustache is way too distracting. Like I can't. All I see when I watch that movie is his little pencil thin mustache, and I'm like, somebody fix that for And you think he's just cute as a button? No, I'm literally. It's distracting. Can't take him I'm like, I can't. Like you're a badass vampire, but you can't grow a proper mustache. Like grow it out or shave the damn thing, but don't go with that. It's, we don't support pencil thin mustaches
1: at the GFC. You either have a full on like. It's like the handlebar with the little wraparound oh, yeah. like, like like grooming uh, and
3: wax and all sorts of shenanigans yeah
1: it needs to be you know all the way or nothing it just didn't i want sense. magnum pi is the minimum if you're gonna show up tom you got a tom Selleck level one absolutely that's couldn't the agree that's, minimum that's the
3: basic effort
1: that's that's a for effort okay yeah. from there we get into there will be blood <laughs> and gangs of new york and then you just move up the mustache ladder
2: if you're gonna do it well, that's and that's hence my problem with Blade.
1: You yeah. know, he didn't
2: he didn't even try. Yeah. What kind of vampire, the half daywalker hybrid, grows a crappy mustache? Took me right out of the movie. Is Wesley Snipes in jail right now? Yeah. Is he get is he like getting out? It was the whole tax evasion thing. For anybody who doesn't know the story, dude, I think he even if he got out, he'd probably stay in forever and be the fucking king of jail land. That's well, what I
1: would do. I'd be the king of the prison <laughs> system. I, if I was Wesley Snipes or Steven Seagal, I would just go in and be like, listen. This is how it's going to work. And I just tell everybody. Just run it, run it.
2: be it, Yeah, make it like... Um, you think he's like the kingpin? Like I think he's he just went like, back to like... He's, uh, like, he's like, I kind of yeah. like it here. And yeah, this is awesome. And now he's like, they're like, but you're... you're, you're I, done, I bet you sir, one time, I bet you on like, on like day two or three, some like hard ass came
1: up to him and like, but didn't know who he was and probably came up to like, do, you know, whatever and, and kick his ass or something in the cafeteria. And then Wesley Snipes turned around and the dude was like,
2: whoa. Ninja kicked him? Well, I like, bet everybody just by, backed off. Like, all right, what else it. is on the list, Jim?
1: <laughs> of of king of the of worst movies. segues
2: ever. Er,
1: you need, God, that's the, where you need the record scratch. Man, down. I have whiplash. This is like the fourth time you've done that.
3: Man, it wasn't on the list. We were either. talking
1: about Crow reboot real quick because that was oh. a big.
2: Yeah, the, the Crow why, the reason reason why captured cool. the Crow was the right movie for the right time. It was like this nineties, ninety four, I believe it came out. Grunge, goth movie that was capturing perfect the grunge music scene everybody felt like you know that was the slacker era where everything was dark and Plus, it really was i mean brandon vi- Lee. visually the movie's stunning it's uh directed by alex Proyas. i'm not sure who pronounce his last mm. name he also did i robot and dark city mm. and um and of course everyone knows the the crazy tragedy of Brandon Lee dying on the on the set of the film the curse. which was secretly the Chinese mafia killed him um, <laughs> was it that's that's what they always say it's like yeah but anyway the, was
1: it the Yakuza or are they Japanese I'm not sure the poison Japanese. the poison fist of the Pacific Rim Ew. weren't you in the poison fist no is that a Japanese like a Chinese uh, mafia thing?
2: I don't know. We'll find
1: out. But anyway, but, but the, the movie Lee. was
0: the
2: perfect movie for the rights and the soundtrack was amazing. And, and as it. a
1: martial artist, he was awesome. It was just before all of that really um 90s esque martial arts stuff started happening with the Matrix and stuff and that kicked off a whole series. Well, actually, I think it was Rumble in the Bronx. I think the first one to really bring in the heavily super choreographed
2: the uh, Jackie Chan style.
1: fight scenes, the Jackie Chan style. That was Rumble in the Bronx came out in like mid 90s. But just before that, Brandon Lee and the Crow, If if he had not died, he would have gone on to probably be one of the biggest action
2: stars oh, yeah. of our generation. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I, I mean, unless, you know, you could also, there You'd, was, there was to put you back in that mindset though, there was sort of a macabre, like, so would it have been as big of a hit had he not died is always the weird, like, and given the fact that the movie is about a guy who dies and comes back to life. But the graphic novel, The Crow, going back to like the, the 300 thing, have you ever read The, the Crow? J Barr, graphic? it's yeah. amazing. He's a weird guy. You yeah, he's. Interview with him, like he's like there's a on the Crow DVD. There's like a two hour interview with Jo Bar, and he is in his basement of his house, and it's like this dingy lit weird basement, and they're just a camera on him interviewing him for like two hours, and he paints with like crappy Crayola like painting paint brushes, like the he even talks about like you go get him at Kmart for like a dollar, and that's what he uses to do all those paintings and all that stuff that he does. Guy's actually a talented artist, but he's really weirdly introverted. And like throughout the whole interview, he's like smoking a cigarette and yelling at his wife upstairs. What meatloaf? He's like, Quiet it down up there. I'm trying to do an interview. And like this is all on the thing. And it's it's really bizarre to watch, but it's interesting, you know? But that graphic novel is incredible because the art style is really gritty. Um when it's violent, when when the when the crow is having violent uh episodes the artwork is violent an episode right right when he's flashing back to uh his memory of with his you know his lost love and all that mm. it's like beautiful soft pastel and pencil work that's like incredibly well done so it's really cool it's, the, it's one of the few times i've ever seen an artist do that where they totally they change the style, transcend of the- styles, through, yeah. use that as part of the. Well,
3: the original it's all black and white.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: You said pastel moment. Like,
2: well, no, but is it is. It's like about. it's like uh,
1: wait, not wait. pastel, but it's
3: like
2: uh, soft wash, ink wash style stuff. Well, gotcha. then the
1: question then I have is that because um, the Crow, if I'm not mistaken, was was the first real would you say goth movie?
3: Uh, I, mean, for, I would say first mainstream. Mainstream. One,
1: yeah. I mean, was there anything before that? Yeah, I'm sure there was, but I... You know. I mean, I don't think there was. Was there? I mean, yeah. I don't know where it would... Cyberpunk with maybe Blade Runner, but that's not the same thing. I mean, it's kind of Man. different worlds. But then, do goth girls... Does that count as cosplay or no? Like, when goth chicks do all the the goth like head-to-toe thing, is that still part of the cosplay world? Because it's kind of like The Crow, right? There's like a whole...
3: I like how you're both like turned to look at me.
1: Well, no, because that's your, you're the expert on geek culture.
3: Oh, oh, I'm the expert Bing. on geek culture. You've been given these, a title. Sweet. Yeah. Um,
1: you're a no, geek, I, our geek girl correspondent.
3: I, I beep, beep, rocked beep, 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 the, beep. Uh, this just in. This
1: just in. Jen
3: rocked the, uh, the Crow ensemble. Did you? And in different variations when I was in like middle school, high school. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I what was, was your
2: mindset of, in the morning when you were going like, when you're going, <laughs> oh, that's a great question. <laughs> when you were dressing up like that, like, what were you go like? Were you putting on a character? I think this goes back to Clint's... Were you putting on a persona, a character, and then going into school, or were you just like, yeah, this is my style, and it's well,
3: cool? Well, I didn't necessarily just, you know, decide Monday morning that I'm going to go to school. Is this? There, we, I was in drama. I was too I know so we I mean we had parties all the time and everybody used it as an excuse to dress up and do whatever so and sadly I think I still continue that trend Um, I I went to college and became a historical reenactor for a while and a a licensed tour guide whoa whoa whoa
2: whoa, a historical reenactor yeah what did you do
3: um, I went to, to college in St. Augustine. Um,
2: oh, so. okay. So you were reenacting like this, the Spanish settlements and stuff and the forts or my, like
3: my job. Um, I was a ghost person tour guide. Person with scurvy.
2: Oh, you were a ghost tour guide? <laughs> you were just person with scurvy number 12.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all in the credits. That's where, you know, my name. So you were a ghost tour,
2: tour guide. Let's talk about that. Take us through the tour.
3: Oh, no, no, no. Um, Give
2: us the
1: pitch. Come on. What's the? You know it. You've memorized it. You probably had it all worked out.
3: Hello, governor. Welcome. No, oh, no, 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 no. Why would they
2: be British? That doesn't
1: even it's, make
3: sense. It's at night. It's by, like, a lantern. You were in time period dress, so I had this huge black time period gown that, like, tied together mm. and was a corset, and there were no zippers because that stuff's not allowed if you're going to be authentic, which means if my roommate wasn't home, I had to tie my corset to the doorknob and run until it was tight enough to go out. Yep. Good times.
0: Wow. So you get all done up
3: and then you drive in this corset, like you try to drive boned and <laughs> boned um, with boning in your corset. Even worse. Then you get out and you have to like switch. So you get ready way over here and you have to do all this modern stuff to get to where you need to go. And then and now you-
1: you're in character. So when you climb out of your Hyundai Santa Fe <laughs> or whatever.
3: But see, that's perfectly normal in St. Augustine. That shit happens all the time.
1: And you're in full period dress. Then you like walk over.
3: So I played I played a specific character. Henry Flagler's second wife, Ida Alice, was batshit nuts and she was a crazy redhead. So I'm like, I could rock that. Awesome. So I did the big big goth gown and big goth makeup and which actually historically correct for her. And she was really? nuts. And then I wander around and told people like historical facts and local ghost stories. And she was Henry Flagler's uh his first wife's nurse. So she killed her. Helped her demise, whatever, made Henry fall in love with her and then became his bitch. Whoa, on. whoa.
2: she killed the first wife?
3: There's there's a conspiracy thing. Um, she didn't actually, there's no proof that she actually had a hand in her death specifically, but she was the nurse that cared for her as she was ailing See? while she was dying. So mm. there's definitely, you know. Some Awkward.
1: She applied the rules from the evil overlord top 100 list. And that's why there's no conclusive proof. It was well thought out. Well done.
3: Or she was really just nuts.
2: Yeah, it could be that too.
3: Awesome, awesome. I'm totally down. So, with
2: that. so do you want to see Thor then? Let's. I do want to
3: see Thor. Um,
2: you think it's gonna be good?
3: I didn't read any Thor, so I think I'm coming into a, a very fresh slate. Of course, I, I don't. Know, I don't
2: know anyone that read Thor. That's the weird thing.
3: My pop, my Thor, Thor sucked.
2: It was like Aquaman. Who ever read oh, Aquaman?
3: Ouch, that hurts. Really? Yeah. People, there, there's some Thor fans out there. My wife used to have like. a
2: huge crush on Aquaman. Like, I, I probably shouldn't have said that on the air, but like. It's true. That, that was her first Again. love. Then she L. moved Hunter? on to Captain Kirk. Smart, better, smart move,
3: better. Yes.
1: Similar. What colors, was your first yeah.
2: cartoon crush, Clint? Um, that would be
1: the Baroness and GI Joe, the original cartoon. Nice.
2: Awesome.
1: Jen, easy. That's easy.
3: Optimus Prime. Really? Yeah. A robot. Yeah. He had a crush on a robot. I really did. He was like, that turned into when a I car. was a little kid, before I could have mm-hmm. like dirty sexual crushes, I had like, I just want to hang out with him and be his friend crushes. And Optimus Prime was my hero. Oh, well,
1: everyone had Optimus Prime as their cartoon friend. Come on. Who wouldn't?
3: Well, when you said like first one, I was that free association, Optimus Prime. That's what came to my head. Sorry.
1: I, oh, okay. All right. I liked she Shira she was a little too Diva. nice, nice girl for me. It's well, a little too I, clean, A little too just a little, you know, mm-hmm. too you sweet. you like the it's Too I sweet. It. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you like that. Like, I like kind black of leather, leather, you mm-hmm. know. But glasses,
2: smart. So it's, it's you know classing, what I mean. Classing it up,
1: right? Classing it up, right? Evil, but it's so ambiguous what evil was in the original GI Joe. It? Evil meant you shot red lasers. That's pretty much all bad guys did in the '80s. He had red lasers.
2: Yeah. That's pretty much, if you, if you bought a gun and it fired red lasers, that automatically made you a bad person. You were a bad guy. Yeah,
3: do but you think, think of all the colors that the good guys get.
2: Do you think there was like an evil store? Many. Do you, like, an I mean. An evil store, like a, like a
1: cafe breast for bad guys? Yeah, you know, where it just, red.
2: everything shoots red lasers, it's just one place where you go and, you know, and you just, you're not allowed to buy anything from the blue laser store. What started with the whole laser thing? Anyway, I don't want to go off on
1: top. It's
3: like the Acme store where nothing really works.
1: Yeah, that's
2: weird.
3: Like really. Wiley Coyote started it.
1: <laughs> well, uh, Colors didn't have lasers back then. It was such a big deal. I mean, it was like you had red and blue lightsabers, green lightsabers. You know, red was always bad, though. You had lasers. Well, red G-I-G-O. is the color of evil. Red is the color of evil for no reason. No reason whatsoever. They just red picked head. it arbitrarily. You know, they don't really, really, really do. In fact, actually, have you noticed? You really don't see many lasers in movies anymore. You really don't. Terminator. Terminator. But yeah. But weirdly, and then they make uh, Terminator Four bullets. Well, they have lasers here and there, I think. But you're right. No, that was bullshit. That was a that was a stupid fucking move. They shouldn't have done that. Should have just stuck with lasers. Lasers. Eight,
3: lasers. 8, o'clock, 8 day o'clock. Day one. Day one. <laughs> time time bandits. bandits reference. Name drop.
1: <laughs> Work it in. <clears throat> but. It's true, though, because the, the one thing, what was the one thing everybody wanted to see in Terminator 4? Everyone wanted to see the same thing. The future battle. The future battle that James Cameron teased us with, and we finally get to it, and the whole world is set there. And what did they do? They bungled it. Not only did they bungle it, but they just completely got
2: rid of the one most like awesome part about it. McG. Lasers. Thanks, McG. They did show you how you got the scar, though. I thought that was kind of cool. The Scar thing, when he fought Arnold and then um, the Terminator was like, and his fingers like got right up to his face, and that's how he ended up. That was neat.
1: Yeah, that was, that was cool, but I don't know. So, um, any other laser movies? Laser Cats. Laser Cats is the oh, only place more. I've seen lasers, really.
3: I'm okay with getting rid of the lasers, because really, it, laser, they never really clarified what effect lasers have. And they can apparently be set to have all different sorts of effects that I think that lasers are just a really ambiguous weapon.
2: You're right. Like, do they cut through you? Yeah. In which case, aren't they cutting? Like, how can you just fire them willy-nilly like they did in cartoons? Like, freaking everything would just be destroyed. Yeah. Or do they just hit you like a bullet and you fall
1: down? And how come in Star Wars, Leia can get shot in, like, the arm or something with a with a uh, blaster? It was set to stun. And then she'll just fall down and go, uh... But a stormtrooper gets hit in like
3: a chest plate. A
1: chest plate. He's supposed to be wearing laser proof
2: armor. And he just like totally goes dead. down like a sack of potatoes. Well, she was it, every time. It, it was set to stun with Leia because that's why I did the circles. <laughs> no, no, I meant in um Jedi.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. When Han's trying to hack into the mainframe. The and laser the, door. the laser grazed her. Gra- oh, oh. Thank God it that. just grazed her because of the four hundred million lasers that were fired at her over the course <laughs> of those three movies. <laughs> They've killed all these stormtroopers. She got grazed once and stunned once. She's lucky. She is. It's, well, but well, nobody else
3: got hit at all, like none of the main characters. So maybe she's just really clumsy.
2: Well, isn't the movie, I mean, isn't that probably the biggest movie cliche of all time is that bad guys can't shoot? Bad guys can never shoot. Like there's something in a bad guy gun that automatically makes them only be Because they ordered be able it from Acme. To, you can only aim at someone's feet. Quick, we've got to kill that person. Shoot at their feet as they run away.
3: <laughs> it's like then, when you when you go to the bar and you pick up, like, you know, police trainer, and when you shoot the gun at the screen, it actually aims, like, off to the right. Oh, you know, it's all the bad
1: guys. And gun. the worst part about it is that in Star Wars, Obi-Wan has a whole line to Luke in in A New Hope where he explains how accurate stormtroopers are the because sand people can't shoot that that well. Right. Remember that? Yes. And they go to the sand crawler
2: and all the Jawas are dead, and he's like, these black marks are too accurate.
1: Far so. too accurate for... <laughs>
2: 10 Some people, hand people. These are imperial troopers. Why does he talk like that?
1: I don't know. Apparently, just it's it's he's changed. But <laughs> but then for the rest of the series, they suck. They can't shoot shit. And
3: they, they peaked out. That's it.
1: It's ridiculous. Well, they also could have just put like a board. I'm over just gonna the start. Whole, be, like, I'm gonna a do a segment where I get really angry at something in movies and I just rail on it for like five minutes. This is gonna be my new thing. And go. I just did it. Oh, that was. I it. spread That's- it out. The first show, I'm spreading it out. I'm just kind of working oh, gotcha. people into it. But uh, lightsaber, obvious. If you could drop one, would it just burn through the whole planet and come out the other side? Well, I
2: believe they have an answer to that. I think when you let go of it, it... You know what I would do? I would invent one that doesn't do that.
3: And manslaughter charges for someone in Australia. And
1: actually, Australia. And I would fire it right at the Death Star. I'd let it burn a hole straight through and come out the other side, shoot like a bullet. I'd make a gun that shoots <laughs> lightsaber bullets.
3: <laughs>
0: And, and actually shoot
1: them at
2: starships.
1: Could that be
3: what the blaster is?
2: Could be, should be. Yeah, like once you have the lightsaber technology, you're right. The next logical step is rapid fire that just at whatever is coming at you. Hell yes. This is what I'm talking about.
3: And to have it spin... ooh, hi, Mike. Um, to have it spin in the air so that it doesn't have to be that accurate and it would totally rip things apart. Yeah, just it's like... And, <laughs>
1: yeah. And how come in the expanded Star Wars universe, have you ever noticed this, that every time they have to tell a new story, they just decide to arbitrarily pick an enormous period of time that skips between stories, and they're like, oh, the Old Republic, 40,000 years ago, and the original Jedi Knights protected the Old Republic Yet, you go back 40,000 years ago, and what do they have? Blasters, hovercraft, spaceships, light speed, all the same shit. All the same shit. Where's the old technology? How come there's... Where, what do you or, am going? I supposed to really believe that in a galaxy far, far away, they can't think up new shit? No one's got an iPad? Like a, dro- <laughs> a droid just beeps at you?
2: Like, let's explain the technology. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. What
3: else do I got? Wait, wait. That was just favorite. her impersonation. by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's did that. just me. Wait, check this one out. <laughs> nice. that was my favorite do you want to know my favorite Star Wars noise ever
2: is that the Rancor
3: I love the TIE Fighter scream I love oh, it oh that
1: was a TIE Fighter scream you didn't know there was a
3: TIE I Fighter couldn't, oh.
2: I couldn't hear it in my yeah. headphones I was only listening oh that's right yeah you have yeah got the earbuds Nice. Wow, look at she's you. Ro- for those who can't see what Jen just showed us, she is rocking the R2-D2 oh, uh, wallpaper on her iPad. So we are in... Com- oh, and she's wearing a Boba Fett uh, hoodie. We just... I'm left. such a
3: loser. So it's this awesome. We
2: are in full... This is why she's our geek correspondent. <laughs> if anybody had any... If anybody was questioning those credentials, problem solved. Full geek. You've gone full geek.
3: Rocking the, the Mandalorian gangsta today.
1: There's, there's no coming back from that.
3: Thank God, right?
1: Well, there's been, a real, there's been a real lack of good sci-fi lately, and I've been having a big problem with it. Battlestar Galactica was the only really good sci-fi that's come on in, in, in any form lately in the last couple of years. And I don't know. They're making another show, another Galactica well, show. Well,
2: Star Trek, the, the movie reboot was The movie good. reboot was
1: very good. It was very yes. good. I liked it. That was, the, that was the... They couldn't have done that any
2: better. No, I agree. I, I think, think it was awesome, and I think that was the best way to get a reboot. Like, that was a great premise for a reboot. It was like a sort of split parallel universe that allows you to then have the reboot. You know, I think they just said that that's, um, they're getting ready to go into pre production on the sequel.
1: I hope they do the, I hope they do Khan. I hope they bring Khan in.
2: <laughs> well, you, did you hear this? Did you read the, the, there's a big, there's a well, whole
1: movement on the internet to get Khan, Khan to be the new villain. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going to put that clip in. Um, what was the, uh, it's um, what's uh, the actor who's gonna play, who everybody wanted to play? Con. Roberto Montebon. No, it's the guy R- Ricardo from Ricardo No, it's the guy from um, No Country. Carneiro no Country Sada. for Old Men. What's his name? The bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Cannot remember his fucking name off the top of my head. I don't know. Regardless, why. she's gonna, they're talking about him playing. She's punch it up. Jen's punching it up. It. Well, how about uh, in sequel news that is confirmed and kind of ties into Three Hundred and Watchmen, old Zach is doing uh. Superman reboot, and it's gonna have General Zod in it. General Zod, yeah. Who's gonna play General Zod? Um, they just said that the other day. I can't remember who it was. It's probably somebody who sucks.
3: Neil Befall Zod. Anton, what? I don't know how Anton to say that. Anton Shiger. There we go. That that's word. That
1: guy. What's the actor's name? That's that. Oh, that's, no, that's, that is.
3: I, okay, I don't know. I didn't see him on Country for Old Men.
1: IMDb, that shit. Come on.
3: Um, that usually is what comes up first, but it didn't come up first. You both have
1: iPads, and you can't look this up. Come on. I got the iPhone. I'll, I'll figure it out.
2: My- we're, we're really hoping for that Apple sponsorship any day now, aren't we? Yeah, that's uh, never going to Quick, happen. to the Mac, to the iPad. One day,
1: now what we'll, we'll get. No, it his-
3: Javier Bardem. Javier
1: Bardem was going to play con. Everybody wants to have uh, that. It, everyone wants that to happen. I don't. You don't so want to. I, didn't, the- I disagree. So
2: disagree. So therefore, everyone doesn't want to. I'm the whole It's going to be triples. You know, like when it's nine out of ten. When you, you know, like when nine out of ten dentists don't agree on something, I would always be that tenth dentist. It's like, nope.
3: What did everybody else say? Nine? Okay,
2: no. No. Yeah, where am I? Ask me last. And the answer is always no. (laughs) The answer is always no. Four out of five dentists agree that flossing is good for you. And I'm the one that's like, nope, fuck it. Drink as much Coca-Cola as you want. Right before (laughs) bed. I don't even care. Swish it around. Coca-Cola swished with Pop Rocks. You'll all be dead in the morning. Um, Who cares? It's 2012. All right. Pop rocks and that, Coca-Cola. That's your plan
3: for 2012. Yeah. That's awesome. For 2012.
2: I'm going to the top of Machu Picchu with a, a big thing of pop rocks and Coca-Cola and just watching the world burn.
3: All right, so I have to ask, since we're now back to the apocalypse, and and you mentioned the zombie and your well-thought-out plan, mm-hmm. what's your weapon of choice? No explanation, no slow versus fast zombies. Like, if you had to have a no-fail weapon of choice. Shotgun. Good man.
1: Shotgun. Okay. obviously no
3: see like people disagree shotgun and and second i get a mossberg 500 series baseball bat
1: fuck baseball bat
3: ammo if ammo's gonna be an issue well no i you know what a shotgun cliche. turns into
1: when you're out of bullets a baseball, baseball bat, bat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly actually you know what
3: i'm i'm adopting a new theory um a new second weapon weapon of preference um you, weapon weapon <laughs> it's a weapon do you know what a kukri um, is
1: Yes, no. the Nepalese big, like machete.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The curved knife. It's perfect yeah. for like yeah,
3: harvesting fun. crops and decapitating zombies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, functionality.
1: Okay. Yeah. And on that note, do Anything? we have what, what? Go
2: ahead. No. Good. Chip
1: Oh, okay. I was that, just gonna ask real quick because we um, we're coming up on time here, but I wanted to uh, throw it out there. Do we get any questions this week? Anything that uh, people wanted to know about GFC? Just to bring it back home before we wrap it up for the day. Anything we can address?
2: Um, nothing specific in terms of address. We had a, we had a couple of questions about the New York event coming up again, uh, the April, April, Friday, April 29th in New York at the Bowery Hotel. Do not just show up.
1: Do not just show up. Just, you have to email us. Yeah, we went over
2: that, but we're going to have food and drinks for everybody there. Um, good networking. That's pretty much it. We don't have, uh, it's all on the website. People seem to be just... Getting into, we are now seven days from the day we are recording this to our next price drop, jump, so we recommend you get registered now. Uh, so the price goes up yes. the first $200. Yes. And we are basically looking at, we're at the three-week mark, right, from today. Yesterday is the three-week mark to yeah. the actual competition, so yeah. it's coming up fast. It's coming up
1: fast, and um, can't so wait to see the films. Re, uh, if you haven't already done it, make sure that you friend us on Facebook because we update that almost daily. Almost every couple of hours, we put something up on the Facebook page. That's going to be your your quickest way to get news and updates, and uh, get on the mailing list. We don't do mailings. All the time, we don't do them every other day. They're, We're they're not about, spammy. They're about once a week, if you get if that. I mean, once every two weeks, really. And it's only when we have really important stuff to send you. So it's, you're not going to get blasted with emails from us. But definitely, friend us on Facebook and uh, get on the mailing list if you haven't already. You can do that on the homepage. and uh, check out. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast. And I guess that's about it. Yeah, we this. can wrap it
2: there. Wrap that's it awesome. there. But check Thank out. Thank you, Jen, for
1: coming and joining us. Absolutely. And if you want more, Jen.
3: More if you Jen, haven't had
1: enough Jen.
3: Good Lord. There's something further. wrong with you. But if you haven't had enough Jen or if you want to listen to Jen be an idiot elsewhere, you can check out the halfhourhappyhour.com. And our podcast is alcohol and technology and weird geek references and whatever else I want to talk about. So there you go.
1: And then uh, at some point in the future, you'll have your other podcast
2: up.
3: No, that one's going to be a blog. Blog. It's going to be the blog. I'm going to write about beer. The beer blog. So if you happen to be listening and happen to own a brewery. Um, let Looking me know. for sponsors. I'd be here to do super, sweet. All seriously, right. golden no, life. S- seriously,
1: yeah. All right. Beer in,
3: in my voice. To be paid for that wouldn't that be amazing?
1: Shh. We're working on it. Amazing. We're working. We're all gonna do that at some point. So that's it, guys. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and uh, tune in next time. And, and uh, hopefully we'll see some of you in New York. See out. wow